It's Friday, November 18th, and welcome to episode 29 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, election results, a divided city council approves the latest revisions to the housing element, a planning board approves a seven-story project at Admiral's Cove, science to the rescue on Alameda Point, and a couple of birds join the post. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, it's taken a while to count the local ballots from Election Day, but it does appear that Mayor Marilyn Ezzy Ashcraft has been elected to a second term, defeating Trish Herrera-Spencer, who will remain as a member of the city council. As of the Thursday update from Alameda County, Ashcraft was leading Spencer 59% to 35%, with political newcomer Barack D. Obama-Shaw placing a distant third with just under 6%. As far as the race for city council, the top vote-getter is Tony Desog with 28.14% of the vote, which means not only will he be re-elected, he will also assume the title of vice mayor. For the council vacancy left by John Knox White, Tracy Jensen is ahead at 19.7%, although Hannah Gross trails by only 800 votes, ahead of Jim Odie and Paul Busterian. Measure F, raising the transit occupancy or hotel tax to 14%, appears headed for approval with 59.23%, while Measure E, authorizing increases in city council salaries, is closer with 53.73% voting yes. With 4,000 votes yet to be counted, the race for the open council seat and the fate of Measure E are both still too close to call. As the tabulations continue, we'll have the latest for you at alamedapost.com election. On Tuesday, the City Council approved the housing element update and related zoning amendments to accommodate the city's regional housing needs allocation for 2023 to 2031. The RHNA seeks to ensure that cities plan enough housing to accommodate all economic segments of the community. Alameda's share is 5,353 housing units, many of those already in progress. Postcast listeners will recall that the rezoning to 30 units per acre conflicts with City Charter Article 26, which sets density at just under 22 units per acre. However, the State Department of Housing and Community Development told the city last November that Article 26 ran contrary to state law, thus the amendments. If the city were to be out of compliance at the end of January, that could mean loss of state funding as well as fines. The update eventually passed on a 3-2 vote with Trish Herrera-Spencer and Tony Desog voting no. For details on the housing element update, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. Switching to the planning board, on Monday a major infill project was approved for the Admiral's Cove development at 300 Mosley Avenue. The development plan applicant, Carmel Partners, has recently renovated 150 townhome units on the project site and extended Mosley and Singleton Avenues east toward Alameda Landing. This proposed infill development would occupy a 2.6-acre area within Admiral's Cove, sandwiched between existing townhomes on three sides. Upon project completion, the 15-acre Admiral's Cove property will have 373 total units, One existing fourplex at 300 Mosley Avenue is slated to be demolished or relocated as part of the project. Ultimately, the new development would account for 227 units, with 32 units designated as affordable. Public comment came primarily from Admirals Cove residents, many of whom expressed concern and frustration at the lack of communication from the developer about the project. One resident was alarmed that the project would remove yard and other open space from surrounding properties. The project passed on a 5-0 vote with Teresa Ruiz recused and Xiomara Cisneros absent. 
The planning board also reviewed a resolution pertaining to the electrification requirements of all new construction on Alameda. In addition to requiring that all new construction be all electric, this latest amendment expands the definition of new construction to include, quote, any substantial alterations that essentially result in a new building, end quote. Andrew Thomas, director of planning, building, and transportation, clarified for board members that this would include any major remodels where greater than 50% of the building foundation or floor area is being rehabilitated. However, appliances or rooms in a residential building not affected by a major remodel don't fall under the requirement. Example, if you're remodeling your bedroom, you don't need to change your kitchen appliances. For full details, see Ken Durr's article at alamedapost.com news. Part of the challenge of turning the Naval Air Station into Alameda Point has been how to deal with contaminated areas. For example, near the Oakland Estuary is an area where Navy firefighters trained. Unfortunately, the training involved what is known as perfluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS for short. These chemicals have been around for years in numerous consumer products such as nonstick cookware and, yes, also firefighting foam. In recent years, PFAS chemicals have raised concern. In an effort to keep contaminated groundwater from leaching into the estuary, the Navy is testing a system that injects activated charcoal directly into the ground, essentially turning the soil itself into a filter. Sounds like science fiction, but it works. For a look at this innovative remediation process, see Richard Bangert's article at alamedapost.com news. Civil rights icon Ruby Bridges came to Alameda on Monday to celebrate Ruby Bridges' Walk to School Day with students, parents, teachers, community members, and Mayor Marilyn Ezie Ashcraft at the school. The school is the first in the nation named in honor of Ms. Bridges. Ms. Bridges gave a speech of encouragement to students, after which students walked out the back gate, down the walkway, and entered the school through the front gate as they were cheered by families and visitors who came to see the celebration. For pictures and educational links about Ruby Bridges, see the November 17th news brief at alamedapost.com news. On Wednesday, Alameda honored one of its own as Constitution Way was renamed Wilma Chan Way in honor of the late Alameda County Supervisor. A resident of Alameda for 27 years, Ms. Chan's many contributions to the city and its residents included founding the Alameda Collaborative for Children, Youth, and Their Families in 1996, as well as First Five Alameda County, a public entity that supports children from birth to age five by promoting optimal health and development while eliminating barriers that prevent access to essential services. Mayor Ashcraft presented a commemorative sign to Wilma's children, Darren and Jennifer. New street signs have already been installed, but you will still see the name Constitution Way on signs indicating the street's previous name. Wilma Chan lost her life in November of 2021 when she was struck by a car. Her former chief of staff, Dave Brown, is completing her term. Chan's successor will be decided in the race between Lena Tam and Rebecca Kaplan. Again, see the November 17th news brief at alamedapost.com news. Thanks to your support, the Alameda Post continues to grow, but we've been missing something, something vitally important. Namely, a cartoonist. Well, we've got that taken care of. This week, we're proud to welcome local cartoonist Bryce to the Post family. If you're active on Instagram, you may have already seen his strip, Two Birds from Alameda. A seagull and a Canada goose who make some pretty spot-on observations about life on our island city. You'll get a new cartoon every Thursday on the Post or sign up on Bryce's website to get the cartoons even sooner. Next week on the Postcast, you'll get a chance to meet Bryce. For now, check out his work at alamedapost.com op ed. What do you do when you hate pumpkin pie, don't like to bake, and are charged with bringing the pies to the Thanksgiving meal? Well, if you're the post Liz Barrett, you ask the online Alameda hive mind and then set off in search of pastry perfection. <laughs> See what she found at alamedapost.com features. 
If you're looking forward to the little ice rink at Alameda Point this year, some sad news. In both a Facebook and Instagram post earlier this week, the little ice rink announced they would not be in operation this season, but hope to return in the future. Now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community. Details for these events can be found at alamedapost.com events. Alameda High School Drama Department presents Radium Girls by D.W. Gregory. In 1926, radium was a miracle cure. Madame Curie, an international celebrity and luminous watches the latest rage, until the girls who painted them began to fall ill with a mysterious disease. Inspired by a true story, Radium Girls traces the efforts of Grace Fryer, a dial painter, as she fights for her day in court. As I mentioned last week, this is one of my favorite plays of the past few years. Catch it Friday or Saturday at 7 p.m. Altharina Playhouse finishes up a nice family gathering. You might think your Thanksgiving holidays are stressful, but what about one of your guests being a ghost? That's the setup for Phil Olson's quirky comedy. The show runs Friday and Saturday at 8, with a final performance 2 p.m. on Sunday. Comedy returns to Alameda Point Friday. Laughs on Tap is back at Faction Brewing for the first time since pandemic. A triple headliner show with six comics. Get ready to laugh Friday night, beginning at 7. This Sunday is the third Sunday of the month, and that means the Head West Marketplace is back at Hangar 1 Distillery from 11 to 5. The family and pet-friendly event includes local brands and small businesses, as well as the Eat Real Fest and the Grandeur Plant Marketplace. Again, details at alamedapost.com events. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com newsletter, to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free, and we'll never give or sell your personal information to anyone. Don't forget you can support the Post by becoming a member. Now through the end of the year, your donation can be doubled. Details at alamedapost.com memberships. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. Let me be the first to wish you a happy and safe Thanksgiving. I'll be back next Friday, Black Friday, with a special holiday episode of the Alameda Postcast.